0: Hello, Ernest.
1: Hi,
2: Ernest.
0: So I take that you're happy about the results of the
3: election?
2: I am happy about the results of the election. I am unhappy about how our current leader is taking those results.
0: Sorry, my audio cut out there for a second.
2: Oh, I, I am happy about the election, but I, but I am unhappy about... Uh, how it's being processed by the current. Uh,
0: can you be more specific?
2: I am unhappy that uh, Trump is not respecting those results, that he is saying that ah. it's a hoax, that it's a, a fraud. And, he, and And he is placing people at the Pentagon and other agencies with cronies. At this time, Uh, that is not something that bodes
1: well for the future of this country.
3: Well, there's two ways of looking at it. One is that, you know, he's doing some really horrible stuff and that's going to cause lasting damage. The other is that he is doing lots of really bad things that is going to galvanize people to be more aware and sensitive and helping us develop antibodies and those sort of things happening again. And then can you uh, make a case that we, I mean, given that I think Biden apparently got a the largest number of popular votes, um, that at least some of the evidence that the, second op- that the second version of this is happening. Mm-hmm. You still there?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I am here. Okay. It's kind of hard. Your you sound really muddled today.
3: Interesting. Uh, testing yeah, 1, two, three. 3. Testing one two three. 2, 3. Is that better? Yeah, yeah that's better. That's better. I'm mask. Let me see if I can that somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm here. So, the, the, I'm there's the weird to dynamic that. Tell them you're in Well, I guess it's the idea of anti fragility. Mm -hmm. that a certain amount of stress is essential in order to keep the system healthy, and that if things were too calm, then the the system becomes weak and atrophies. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: So uh, a good example is my friend Roman Mars, Uh, my hero, Roman Mars, who runs the 99% Invisible podcast, which is out of Mm -hmm. Austin Public Radio and therefore not generally a Trump fan, he took his anger and frustration at what had happened and instead of injecting that into his main podcast, which was getting a little annoying, uh, he started a new podcast called uh, Trump Con Law, where he he uses the tweets and actions of our president to learn our Constitution as never before. So he he has a neighbor who's a constitutional scholar who would then record an episode saying, okay, Trump said this, uh, his parents were saying this. This is what the law actually says and what it means. And it was just a, like, a, to me, a
0: brilliant example of, I guess they say, making lemonade out of lemons. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's why actually I, uh, though I'm not a personal fan of Trump or his values, I'm actually very grateful for him uh, because there's been a lot of
3: uh, right wing resentment that have been boiling. And I had friends who were very serious about the whole, you know, government conspiracy. They're going to take away all our guns and we need to form a militia kind of a thing.
0: And to have that guy in charge and let him push his policies and see the consequences, especially with someone of Trump's
3: character, I think that uh, it was a necessary pressure relief valve. And I think the system is showing that it is able to self-correct even from something as horrible as Trump. And not well, that I, hurt and not there are consequences, but I um, uh, given the world we I, live in. Yeah, but uh, you, you, you.
2: Oh wait. Uh, yeah, okay. you, uh, there are laws that he has flaunted, and that he has been allowed allowed to uh, flaunt. You know, there's well, well we had laws, and we have uh, practices.
0: Sorry, we said laws have been allowed to. What do you mean by allowed to?
2: Well, there's the uh, emol- emoluments clause. You know, you're not supposed to have uh, financial interests. But he
3: just no that. Sorry, that's
2: not a law. it's a cla- clause in the constitution. Sort of law. Well, well, so... An, uh... if, you're gonna,
0: if you're gonna if you're gonna accuse Trump of <laughs> uh, uh, being of uh, fudging things, let's not. We we have to be precise, okay? Right. So, and actually, that's kind of the point I wanted to make. Let's, 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 talk about your tweet. Uh, cause I think this is actually very relevant to our conversation last week. So you had a tweet about how you love everyone, you love all sorts of different people. Um, and, you know, hooray, the king is dead. And a picture of a guy holding, uh, a, a severed head. And you said yeah. you love all sorts of people, but clearly you don't love Trump.
2: That is absolutely correct. He shows so no love so... to people. I I don't love people who hate people. I you know, that's oh, true. Okay. You know, I love all people. Sorry, okay. But if you're a hater if
0: well, you're a murderer okay. and a you...
2: hater, I'm not I don't love you. Sorry. Okay, so no? so
0: sorry. Ernest, do you hate Trump?
2: Yes. With all my heart, all okay. my soul, all my brain.
0: What? I
2: hate Trump. I hate Trump. And
0: I love myself. You, hate, well, you
2: said you don't love. You don't, you don't, you don't love haters. You just said that. That is correct. I I well I don't love you haters. I'm hate so hater. terrible of Trump. Yes, well okay. I am sorry. a hater of Trump. Correct.
0: You're a hater of haters.
2: I am a hater of Trump.
0: Okay, but but you said you you hate you hate haters. You don't love haters. Didn't you just say that? Uh. This is, that is being recorded, so you got to. But you said, I believe you said that the one principle that you won't violate is you will not mm-hmm. say things that you know are not true.
2: They're not true? Okay.
0: Okay. Fine. So is it true that you said that you don't love haters?
2: I don't love.
0: Uh... <laughs> 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 I answer the well... question first during this, and then you can explain away it. I did
2: say people. I did say I don't love haters. I I did say that. So okay, well let, let's take it to the let's take it to this level. Do I love racists? So, <laughs> people that hate me just so, because of my the color of my skin? Do I love them? Hmm. I sent you a link in response to your email. Uh, one oh of the yeah. yeah. I ever read. It's really long, but I really encourage
3: you to go all the way
0: through. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't it. turn out the way you think it will. It's really quite a surprising article. Um, but the basic premise is that we all have groups of people that we love and groups of people that we hate. And we always think we are justified. And um, that is why it is hard to build a pro-social world. And this is the very same issue we talked about of uh, uh, authenticity versus um, performance. Mm-hmm. And it becomes, it, it becomes a question of values. And I believe one of your top values was universality. Mm-hmm. Right? The idea of justice and everyone should be treated the same. And everyone yep. likes that principle until the law cuts across our particular prejudices
2: until the law crosses or cut our, our
3: particular prejudices okay right and
0: uh this is why this is hard is that most people. Uh, if they can get away with it, will fund the law in favor of people they like and against those they dislike. Yeah. And Trump is an extreme example of this, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He has a very bizarre, uh, egocentric way of keeping score and he will love you. He will talk about how much he loves you right into the moment that you do something he disapproves of and they'll stab you in the back.
3: Right? Exactly. And it's easy to deplore that.
1: Um, I deplore
3: that. Correct. Sorry? you going to say something?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I did deplore that. Yes.
0: It's easy to deplore that. What's really astonishing to me is that,
3: so it's funny talking about values and rules. I've never heard of prompt categorical imperative.
2: Uh, Trump
0: uh, categorical imperative? Only act in a way that you would wish to become a general rule for how everyone would act.
2: You're talking about Trump?
0: This, well, this is, this is going into values and philosophy here for a moment. Oh, okay. okay. OK, right. but but it, it, it's a useful thing. So this is with kind of the birth of enlightenment and Western philosophy as we know it. He said, well, you know, uh, can any old laws be fine? And he says, not really, because if you just make arbitrary laws, you'll have chaos, and not all of them are actually good. So what kind of laws work? And that's a vast oversimplification. But he said, well, the only way to work is, is, is that, is it only act in a way that you would want everyone else to act, it, it, or in accordance with general rules, that you want everyone else to follow, right? Because the protections mm-hmm. or whatever, but you want to say like, hey, if you want to have a just society, right, universality, then A, you want them to be rules that everyone would follow and that we ourselves would follow.
1: Makes
0: sense, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, that is uh, the sort of... That's a good definition of a just system and a just individual. And so, the reason this is
0: hard is precisely the reason this is hard for you. is you hate people who hate, because that's the line you like to draw, but then uh, you end up with this weird circularity that uh, you end up liking the people that you like and hating the people you hate and thinking that that's justified.
2: Which is exactly the thing you despise most in other people. Well, uh, that's yeah, there's some truth to that. There's also why do you hate? Like I, you know, well, and I guess that's a, another aspect of justifying your hate. But I hate Trump because of the way he acts, the way that he treats people, the the way that he uh, steals from people. The way that he manages his finances, so that he can uh, not have to pay taxes forever. That, well, yeah, that's so why probably, I hate him.
0: Well, so this, but, here, but here's the thing, though. It is I deplore the things Trump does. Right. I think yeah. they are despicable and horribly destructive. But a, that doesn't mean I hate Trump. And B, it doesn't blind me to the positive consequences of what Trump has, nor does it require me to um, devalue those who support Trump. I might criticize them. I might have questions about them. But I can say, you know, I can see how people would have good reasons in their mind for supporting Trump. And uh, there are people who oppose Trump for the wrong reasons. And when we categorize someone in the category of hate, uh, you, know, it is, it, you know, the question is, is, what's our goal? And this this is the real question, right, is that you don't just want to hate Trump. You want people to believe that you are justified in hating Trump, right?
2: Uh, well, justifying the hate is not exactly the objective. The objective is we have to do something to uh, make sure that we don't have another Trump. And well, but yes. sure Trump... <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Right, so that's a very but, different thing. Uh, there's a wonderful line, It's uh, I don't know who said it first. You could only destroy what you understand. You could only understand what you love. Mm-hmm. So I would argue, and I think there's empirical and psychological evidence for this, that in mm-hmm. fact, hate is really good at generate and mobilizing short-term action, but horrific at mobilizing long-term constructive change. That is, Which is hey, precisely yep, my critique so. of Trump,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Is that a lot of Trump's, actually I believe you were the one who said, sorry, we had this conversation, a couple of us mm-hmm. ago, well, appeals to emotion and outrage uh, should never be used.
2: uh-huh i said that right
0: before you did it yeah well i, I think i so. said that as a general principle and you agree to it <clears throat> either right before or right after you did it right yeah. it's like this uh, is the okay. hard thing and mm-hmm. my point is that is, this is the hard thing in fact on my other episode uh podcast which i had like five episodes in the last two days it's been really intense but um one of the big things that we wrestled with is that on the one hand we want truth to win out and we want the right thing to be done. And that requires empathy and understanding all sides and balancing all the consequences. On the other hand, damn it, our perspective matters and we want to be validated. And those two mm-hmm. are always in tension. Mm-hmm. And this is the hard part of being human. And this is exactly the hard part of building a new society or trusting anyone to believe anything you say is to say, yeah, I hear that you say all these wonderful things, but when push comes to shove, how do I know that you won't use the power and trust I give you and use it to, to indulge your own self-validation or your own vendettas uh, rather than actually follow through on what uh, you said you would do? And is it, mm-hmm. uh, sorry,
2: oh okay, uh, continue, and then
0: no, so then the the see, uh... this is actually the interesting design exercise that we've been going through with our group, sort of accidentally or providentially, depending on your frame of mind, um mm-hmm. and it gets back to the issue that you raised at the last time is how do you test your values, uh? And I'm actually curious, what did you mean by testing your values? Do you remember that conversation? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. What do you mean by that? Te- uh, well, I, yeah, so I was comparing it to, you know, testing software. Uh mm-hmm. test software because you 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 uh, make uh, situations that you know what the result has to be all the time. You know, uh, you're, you're testing a... Calculator, well, if you enter two and then plus and then two, the result must always be four. If it's not four, there's a problem. Somebody may introduce a problem or whatever. So that's something that is very deterministic. Now, we're not values, and and human life is not deterministic at all. So it's it's uh, very 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 difficult to uh, test that. Um, We have systems that can approach that, like you know the. Which those systems themselves are not perfect, but systems like AlphaGo, you know, these uh, uh computers, hardware, and software that you know they you put in uh the rules for a very complicated game, right? And because of the power of this,
0: sorry, 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 just to be clear, AlphaGo is the rules of a very simple game with a lot of hidden mm-hmm. com- with a lot of emergent complexity, right? So the rules themselves, yeah, are but simple.
2: then. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And the computer is, is uh, they feed it all kinds of games and it can play itself, you know, it can, you know, against uh, it can play against itself. And it
1: has okay, the I, processing I power
0: uh, AlphaGo, I think, I think AlphaGo precisely, if I understand was actually the innovation was that they feed it the rules and then it just plays itself enough to build up a corpus to identify uh, effective strategies. Or to actually reach, yeah, they, it trains itself to, 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 right. So if you give it a set of rules, this is actually important. You give it a set of rules, an objective function, right? The objective mm-hmm. function is to win or, you know, to make the most number of, uh, <laughs> so I guess the best thing is, is to win, but then it gets, it has intermediary steps for showing value. Uh, so we can mm-hmm. kind of weight moves and uh, tell which, uh, of the different strategies, are the most effective, and, and so forth. Anyway, yeah. So having mm-hmm. an objective function it, for measuring success mm-hmm. is incredibly important, or useful if yep. you can get it, mm-hmm. right? And so, this so, 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 so you know. Um, so interest, interestingly enough, you know, one of those um, objective functions is precisely what we talked about right, is this willingness to sacrifice personal validation uh, in support of principles, right? That Mm -hmm. is at the heart of the scientific method, is that you report your errors, Mm -hmm. right? It's at the heart of medicine and the Hippocratic Oath. that it is. And one reason why it takes so long to train doctors is not because of necessarily the knowledge or the skills, but because they have to make it hard and painful so that um, they get sort of indoctrinated into this worldview that we are doing this as a craft, as a service to humanity, not as a way of making money. If we train doctors the way way we train MBAs, uh, the world would be a much sadder place. It is an interesting question, if we train MBAs the way we train doctors, if we would have a healthier economy, but that's another discussion, Mm. right? So the point is that it's hard. And so one way of looking at that is, um, is um, you put people through a painful circumstance in order to achieve a goal. And the fact that they are willing to endure that pain, means that they have the strength of character to resist the temptation to defect. Uh, the canonical example of this is hazing in the military, mm-hmm. where you know they go through this horrible, humiliating, painful, embarrassing experience for the sake of being part of the group. And the rationale for that, and there's versions of this to go back millennia, is that once they have endured that level of pain to be part of the group, you can trust that if they meet that level of pain, on the outside in battle, they're not gonna break, right? So the, um, and so the concept of ritual and sacrifice has all long been a key part. I mean, that's sort of, uh, the idea was, uh, I don't know if anyone consciously thought this, but in some sense, it was kind of the idea that um, the ordeal of running for president is so painful said no one would want to do it unless they were genuinely motivated by love for the country. And uh, they, you know, if that's, you know, I don't know if anyone ever seriously said that, but there was sort of a certain logic to it. I mean, so I remember growing up, uh, people would say, you know, um, you know, no one in their right mind would want to be president uh, just because of the, the hassles and the headaches. Um, but, you know, Trump's unique combination of narcissism made things that were unpleasant for other people pleasant for him. And uh, therefore, it uh, ended up subverting the system for reasons that you know it's easy to blame him for. But it's also very easy to look at Trump as the natural consequence of uh, many other trends in society and culture that have been going around for decades. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm just grateful that someone with Trump's um, Moral failings was accompanied by someone who was just so brutish. My, my nightmare scenario was someone who was as amoral as Trump, and far better at concealing it. Mm-hmm. That would have been truly terrifying. As it mm-hmm. is, I think Trump did an, I think Biden proves Trump did an amazing job of mobilizing the national antibodies to reject him and if we hadn't had a trump we would have had something far worse in 8 or 12 years <clears throat> right and that's why, yeah. and that's why i think hate is dangerous because it feels so good and i talked about that I mean uh, so the alternative by the way is what i went through on tuesday where one of the members of the group was very frustrated at how to handle certain situations and so you know i had them basically uh moderate the group to discuss it and um it actually to a point where people started piling on me and sharing all their frustrations with me to the point where the, my friend the moderator actually asked them to back off which I found hilarious. But the mm-hmm. idea was, okay, this is a ritual that shows I care more about the sense of the group and people feeling like they can be heard than I care about personal validation. And it was rough going at certain points until I remembered, oh, wait, this is exactly the point I wanted to prove. And also, Mm -hmm. by the way, as a Christian and a follower of Jesus, uh, the whole idea of being sacrificed for the sake of the community has a certain appeal to it. Um, Mm -hmm. René Girard built a whole philosophy around this is that we need scapegoats because the voice is that it's real, right? Uh, There is pain, there is frustration and anger. And a lot of people talk about how one of the geniuses of the American system is that we sort of ritually sacrifice our president every four or eight years. And that is a cathartic event. And, you know, if you're just a participant, then, you know, hating on the person and having them go away makes you feel vindicated and you can move on with your life. It's not a bad thing. When you're a designer Mm -hmm. of the system, however, uh, you have to hold yourself to a higher standard. Uh, That's one of the things libertarians are completely... Uh, confused about is that yes, the system works well if everyone just uh, plays by the rules and tries to optimize, you know, their winnings within the system. The problem is, is the people who design the system have to play by a different set of rules. They have to be willing to say, okay, I know if I set this rule, it would favor my group or my feeling in the short term, but like Kant, I would not want the other side. To take advantage of that rule in the future. So, for the sake of the health of the system, I will forego the short-term win to ensure the long-term sustainability of the system. And that's really hard to do. And you know, one advantage that we had in America was we had this relatively long, drawn-out, mostly hopeless war um, that you know bonded the leadership together in a way that they said, okay. I have sacrificed so much. We have sacrificed so much. This is really worth something that we're willing to subordinate, not our personal beliefs, but our personal interests. Mm -hmm. And, you know, someone said the most remarkable thing about the American Revolution is that Aaron Burr killing Alexander Hamilton was the only fraternal bloodshed where the leaders of the revolution killed each other. Adams and Jefferson did not. And there's lots of reasons for that. Um, the book Founding Brothers talks about that. but it's hard. And the thing is, is that there is this struggle. There is this self-mortification. And part of the way we do this is by putting ourselves in situations where it is obvious which you care about um and uh so that's how you test individuals uh, is, mm. is by um you know ha- having them having to face trials where um i mean all all trials are imperfect cuz you can imagine someone who has um sufficient strength of character that they can fake you know the hazing process and the rituals I mean, it works well when the prize is low, right? Being leader of America in 1776 was not a huge deal. Was not a huge benefit compared to the cost, right? Mm-hmm. But over time, the cost becomes lower, and the benefit becomes higher. And you know, you finally got someone like Trump who really didn't care about America as a whole. He just cared mm-hmm. about his particular vision of himself and the America uh, that was aligned with his vision of himself. You know, the point where, like, like, I think you saw the, the same stuff I did, like, during the debate, there were lots of things he could have said to make himself appeal more to more Americans, but he chose mm-hmm. to appeal only to his base.
3: Exactly,
0: yeah. So, and so, in a weird way, that was a type of moral signal It says, I will give up uh, the likelihood of me winning the presidency in order to stay true to this set of values. Now, whether that was calculation or sincerity or some weird uh, hallucination on his part, it's hard to say. But that is why his base loves him. It's precisely because, you know, uh, he, he has figured out a strange way to contort his brain that his short-term uh self-validation is aligned with the principles that his base believes in and he's willing to give up things that other people obsess over and value incredibly highly in order to stay true to those (laughs) and that's how you know that's why he's got such a rabid base um and that's why he is so poorly understood by his enemies, um, and so you know. And that's, that's the thing is that, you know I'm, I'm grateful uh, for the sake of the country that Biden won, and I hope that within a you know a month or so it'll actually become official and this will all be over. Um, you know, it may not be over until uh, one of my friends had this picture of. Uh, his uh, daughter who's been following his rants and some version of it drew a picture of the Secret Service using a hamburger to lure Trump out of the White House so they could arrest him. And he was saying, <laughs> you know, part of me Scott Aronson, I'll try and link to the blog post. He said, you know, part of me can I really want that Trump having gone this far really goes all the way down to the wire and they really have to do that. Uh just for the mm-hmm. uh the poetic justice of it all. Uh I'm actually curious you know, I don't really care much, but I'm actually curious how that's all going to play out. Um, but, the, uh, but he also wrote in this article you know, that his fear was that to defeat Trump, we would have to become like him due to that same level mm-hmm. of norm breaking. And that did not seem to happen. Biden seems like a reasonable human being who more or less stuck to the conventions and the norms and really campaigned on the restoration of those norms. Um, So, you know, good for him. Um, It'll be interesting to see, um, you know, I I certainly believe Biden's intentions are uh, noble. The really interesting question for me is precisely kind of the point uh, you raised, is that there's a lot of people who just really, really hate Trump and who are still really, really angry but what he put them through, they put them through for the last four years, which um, reminds me a lot of how uh, Trump's base felt during the Obama years. You know, with everything mm-hmm. that Obama did about uh, sexuality and uh, Obamacare and things like that. And it's like, well, but it's okay if we hate. Because we're the good guys,
2: mhm, yeah that's, that's and... uh something very important in this division that we have uh you know for like me um a science oriented person, there's people like yourself, you know you believe in a deity, right uh and essentially those two views are um generally.
1: I said generally
2: I said generally I didn't say everyone there are people like you
0: let's so let's be more honest about this, okay right. there are people who look to scientists mm-hmm. as a source of defining truth, and there are people who look to religious leaders as a source of defining truth. that is a fair yes. distinction right that is very different than belief in God and belief in science. Those are actually, in fact, almost antithetical to those two things. So that is a, uh, so, but anyway, if you're willing to accept that clarification, Mm -hmm. because I think it's actually important. Uh, It's not really uh, what they believe, uh, it's who they tend to believe.
2: Yes. And uh, a lot of the times, uh, I would say like, you know, more than not, Religious leaders disappoint their flock. Uh, Scientists, uh, you know, there are some of them that (laughs)
0: you're going to have a really hard time making that statement over in 2020, my friend. You're having a really hard time, right? CDC, WHO.
2: Well,
1: I I
0: think
2: that's not perfect. You know, once you start, once you start.
0: well yes. Exactly. Once, Once you, you start politicizing start... things, everyone is yes. human, right? And so when science was not politicized, you know, the, the, the scientists have to say, well look how noble we are compared to the religious folks. I don't want to remember the before it got politicized. So it's not really about the religion or the or the science, is it? It's really about the politicization. And the reason this what becomes do you mean? so well, What you just said, well, yeah, of course it becomes politicized. It's right. This is the point. It's like well, uh, I remember I went to a talk um, by counties about reforming California. And they talked about how, you know, uh, counties are the most efficient, they're the most uh, responsive, uh, they're the most effective order of government, and they're the least funded. We should be giving counties all the money because they're so good at this. And I said, Excuse me, <clears throat> the way it looks to me is that uh, counties are so virtuous precisely because they are poor. So nobody in their right mind would do this unless they genuinely care. Once you start giving counties lots of power, well, all of a sudden, they're going to end up just as corrupt as everyone else, right? And so that's the problem. It's what you say, well, science is superior because it's science, therefore you should trust us, and then you do, then you start getting politicized, right? That's the vicious cycle. If you think you are intrinsically better than somebody else because of anything, then you will... Very rudely, discover as I think we've been discussing these last two episodes that really mm-hmm. you're no different or better than anyone else, and that it's really just your yeah. circumstances or the context that make it so that you look better or or the one-way mirror we all tend to use.
2: The the um, I I prefer when you know there's like okay we have these uh, uh, observations. And because of them, we can make this uh, this, uh, uh, you know, take these conclusions and we can test those. And Oh, yeah. Well, can you guys make those same observations where you live, you know, and can you run the same uh, steps? That yes. We run I, here I believe in the scientific method.
0: Okay. I think we discussed this before. Yeah.
2: yeah but then there's the other people uh, in my case, right? There's the other people that say, uh, you know what, life begins as soon as the uh,
0: sperm... Hold on, hold on. Sorry. What do you mean to other people? So, so, Mm -hmm. okay, go ahead and say the thing there, and let me understand if you say something actually different than that. So what do you think that they say? Mm
2: -hmm. Why do I think that they being the other people that I'm talking about?
0: The the, the other people that you're trying to construct with those who use the scientific method. What do do they say?
2: Well, they say... uh, Well, they say life is it's is, 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 uh there's a sanctity of life I, and i'm yeah i get i focus focused on the abortion thing
0: so, uh, so, the, you, so, uh, so, wait, let me make sure i heard you correctly ernest people who say mm-hmm. sanctity of life are religious mm-hmm. fanatics and you who say the sanctity of the body are a honest scientist no what you're trying not, to say? No,
2: no no it's just okay it's different it's it's hard to put to put you know just two facts and connect them you know there's a bunch of facts there's uh the the rights of of people just because they're people to their body to their body you know that's like
0: okay you you, you see that there's something intrinsic about the right to your own body which is different than the mm -hmm. right to life and you're just and you're saying that this is based on something This is somehow based on observable scientific measurements that can be reproduced.
2: Well, what I'm saying is, uh, okay, taking away the uh, scientific stuff,
0: I'm just saying
2: that uh, uh, if we say uh, a person's body, man, woman, whatever, is sacred to them, and nobody has the right to invade that body. Nobody has the right to invade
0: that body. Sorry, I'm sorry. Did I just hear you use the word sacred? Uh,
2: Sacred? No, I didn't say sacred. You
0: just do uh, uh, no, you want to go back and check the transcript, Ernest? Uh,
2: okay. Sacred, not in its religious meaning <laughs> or you know, sacred what in, the, in the
0: world. The sacred, sacred mean if it's in not the religious sense. Okay, Ernest, let's can just, you put just put just it essential, the point essential. But you that, Ernest, just admit it. You have there are religious, religious... No. Belief. You have your own I, core beliefs that are as as a you your own axiomatic beliefs Mm -hmm. that are core Mm -hmm. to your way of thinking that are just as non-rational and non-verifiable as anything else.
2: You
1: Uh, promised me you were going to say
0: things that you knew were not true.
2: mm -hmm. So, what's your point?
0: Your point, my point is, Ernest, is that this is why this is hard. Is that We always want to draw the lines so that we're the good guys and they're the bad guys, and we use whatever cloaks we can find, whether it's religion or science or majority rules or whatever it is. That is the human condition. Mm -hmm. And this is the hard part. And that's why words are so useless most of the time, Uh, the whole thing about how words even ever evolved is a deep, deep mystery because it's evolutionarily unstable because it's too easy to lie, lie to ourselves, lie mm-hmm. to others, misuse and abuse words. And so this mm-hmm. is the thing. And the if you want to make this more practical, we talked about testing values.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Can you even come up with a test that would convince me that you actually want to create a more just society by those values versus... Really create a society that is designed to validate those things you already believe to be true. Because that's really the hard, you know, step. And this is not just a theoretical question. This is a practical question.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And you'd like to get funding. Mm -hmm. You would like to have influence. You would like people to listen to you. You would like to move the world Mm -hmm. in this more positive and generous direction. And the reality is, is me who mostly agrees with you and really likes you. You have not convinced me at all that you actually believe in those values, your aspirational values, enough to sacrifice, there's that word again, Hmm. your desire for self-validation. And I'm not condemning you for this. I think this is a necessary human condition. I'm saying this is the problem that, A, you have to accept and, B, overcome. If you actually want to get what you want, and this is why yeah, it's really like, hard.
2: it's super because hard. people especially have
0: evolved. If we human beings have been involved precisely to sniff out this kind of double standard.
2: Like uh, uh, we have, you know, large groups of people who disagree, and and I don't see ever these people uh, being able to compromise on anything. You know, we have. Um, Proportion. Uh, Sorry, of, and,
0: and, including you, we right? Have, or do you mean you think you think other
2: people? Yeah. Happen, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm, I, I'm on. I will never be on the side of. Uh, the oh yeah, your your father raped you, but you have to have your baby. I will never be on that side. No, no. Okay, but so, there so are you're saying that if if it,
0: okay, so so what you say on the side of, mm-hmm. then you're saying you'd rather have no deal and chaos and anarchy. And let those people have their turn at governing. Is that what you
2: mean? I am saying that there is. I am saying there is uh, something, something like that. I'm saying there is no way to reconcile those people. So we have to just. Well, 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 okay, you know. we sorry. You
3: we,
0: we, we define reconcile. So there's many uh, different layers. Two, of two.
2: It. Yeah,
3: there's right. no way there's, those, but,
2: people, so
3: those people. those people, right? Okay, yeah, it's those. Right. So any people. Any state, people.
2: Myself. But, but Myself, other people that, that hold views contrary to mine, there is no way that we can live in a, in a single society, period.
0: Right. There's be, no way. Okay.
2: So, it is impossible.
0: So, so, so you're saying you don't actually want
2: unity? That is correct. I mean, that, I want uh, uh, some ways for people to be able to live in, a, in one environment. But you know, separate you know and and i I know, I just realized that I said separate uh, it sounds like I, I was in separate, separate. <laughs> but I'm not, but I'm not I'm just saying because I, I, I know, but what I'm saying is, okay, uh, what I'm saying is that we have to say uh yep, I cannot uh, uh and we have something like that, kinda you know, I'm in California. I could not stand living in Florida or Louisiana sure. or Alabama. No way, no way, no how. Oh, you, right. they give you, so, a,
0: so you a great job the over thing, there. Ernest. Okay, here's yeah. the hard question you need to answer for me then. Uh, you announced two different principles that you cared a lot about. One was that you wanted groups to have a certain amount of rights to self-determination and be able to like create their own communities where they're living out their values and isolation. But you also wanted them to be part of this larger thing where that local tyranny was prevented somehow. Mm -hmm. Right? That there's a sense of, well, there's this shared overarching structure. We talked about the Diamond Age and the Common Economic Protocol last episode. I think there's I think you have one of two choices. One is you give up one of those principles, and you say, no, the important thing is to have local self-determination, or the important thing is to have uh, a certain set of common norms that are enforced across everyone, right? That's one thing. Or you have to say, actually, this is precisely the hard problem that I want to solve, right? Either you say it's okay that there's community somewhere where they, you know, can have draconian rules on abortion and how they treat the women, like, you know, let's, let's pick one that's offensive to me, you know, that there are countries in the world which practice female genital, genital uh, mutilation,
1: mm-hmm.
0: female castration, uh, and honor yep. killing, and either we say, that's okay, uh, we have to be able to tolerate communities that do that, um, or we have to say, no, we want to create something global and binding where people like that have a voice, uh, but only to the extent that they are willing to play by the same set of common rules, and those rules have to be fair so that people who disagree with certain decisions um, can see and believe that decisions are fair, and we have to sacrifice enough to make that credible. Mm -hmm. And it's not an easy decision to make. But you know, in terms of this whole project, I think it's an essential one, because if we don't choose one of those two paths, I don't know that we can have any meaningful conversation. And I'm happy to listen and talk, but like I, I literally don't know what you're trying to achieve, if I don't understand if you're trying to avoid that problem or trying to solve that. Problem.
2: Uh, so let's think about the one side, uh, the cyber communities have their own uh, they can practice female, uh, you know, general mutilation, mutilation, right? And there's mm-hmm. communities that are part of the larger community. That But
0: so, well, who who uh, says it's the larger community, right? I mean, there there may not uh, there may not be a larger community. It's, okay, it's just adults.
2: There are a bunch of yeah, a bunch of small communities that are live in this, you know, they set up. Uh, you know, once you step off the small community, you get into the community of communities, right?
0: Uh, Well, no, I mean, sorry, no, I'm I'm actually being really harsh about this. Either we say the world is made up of small communities which are self governing and there's, Mm. you know, just a bunch of, uh, you know, two way roles and maybe more or less loose confederations, uh, but there is no overarching polity, right? Or we want to find a world where there is an overarching polity.
2: If there is no overarching, uh, then we cannot do big things. We cannot go into space.
0: Yes, I know. That's, what, that's not... what I'm saying. You have to choose. Either you say, yep. A, we want everyone to have either self-determination is your top principle or uh, large-scale cooperation is your top principle, or you have to figure out how to reconcile the two. That's what I'm proposing. So,
3: yeah, anyway, maybe the... I'm at the end
0: of my time now. So I, I, oh. wanna, I want you to think about that. And, you know, we can exchange some texts and emails, um, because I think that is something that I'm not sure you have thought through what you really want. And um, so hopefully it'll become clearer. And if it's not clear, you know, ask me, and then we can dig into that next week. All right. right. Yeah. Thank you, Ernest. Thank you, Ernest. Bye. See
2: you next week. Bye.